review, y'all. Jump. The rest of the film. Jump. With my boy, John Hastings. John Hastings open his bitch. And that new Dylan got broke. Dylan got. So what you got? You know what it is. Come on. Dylan Gott, John Hastings, Wrestler Review Podcast, Greatest Wrestling Podcast. Whoa, we're the fucking best. I'm Dylan Gott. That's John Hastings. This is the Wrestler Statistically Review. Statistically speaking, we are, we are the best wrestling podcast because we're still active. We are not hosted by someone with a dangerous past or a man who directly works for <laughs> Vince McMahon. Yeah, exactly. We've smoked cigarettes before, and when we uh, talk about wrestling, we don't correct people. If they get things wrong, we just let them be wrong, because who cares? Yeah, because who cares? It's wrestling, for the love of God. It is wrestling, and that is why some people fucking hate us. This is, of course, Vince McMahon's year 2000. Oh my God, some people think this is the best year in wrestling history. No, 1998 is the best year in wrestling history this is really? this is the if, if vince mcmahon was brian wilson this is this is the album smile and that everyone's like man i can't wait for this year and then it comes out and you're like man that, i guess i gotta pretend this was good because i waited a long time but like this was p really because this is like almost universally when i did research for this Everyone was like, this is the best year in wrestling history, which looking back on it is like, ooh, I was 15. Of course, I thought this was amazing. It was like the perfect fusion of them starting to play to online fans. And then also look at those jokes. Yes, it was also the time of Chris Kresge. Chris Kresge was the uh, yes. the writer who replaced so Vince Russo, which we didn't cover last. Let's, I think this is the most important. So Vince, a lot of this is the thing where these episodes aren't really clean because like a lot of things happen. Like Vince McMahon becomes creepy in December of this year. This is the first time Vince, the Mister McMahon character, becomes I'm gonna smell your pussy. No, no, no. Yeah, like that, flat out. Let's be clear. This is the first time he becomes creepy on television, based on the legal documents saying, unearthed by Document Hound Christopher Hobson. He's been a creep for twenty years. This is the time where he's like, "I am now a billionaire. It's time for me to do what I want, and we're doing it live." And everyone's like, "I don't think this is a good idea, Vince, because this is what you'll be known for forever." And he's like, "Can you call Afghanistan? I would like to do a pay per view there." And they're like, "Well, it's two thousand, so we have no problem with that country yet." But I'm going to say no because. I've read a newspaper. Yeah, this is the weird thing where he's like, you know what? We need context for why these women are in bikinis. And then someone's like, well, we have bikini contests where we can make them wrestle matches and they want to like have an evening gown match. That's all good. Why don't I yell at them? Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, how would I yell at them and then their tits are yeah, yeah, That's yeah. Um, In those matches, will one of them bark like a dog? Um, no, then I don't want to do that because I would like one of them to bark like a dog. Mm. Well, Bark Like a Dog is next year because this is when tr- when he has his first affair. To figure out how to do that. He starts that meeting January of 2000. The first thing, like everyone is called in on New Year's Day, bleary-eyed and hungover. <laughs> and Vince McMahon has a photo of a lady and a photo of a dog. And he's like, we got to make one of these do what the other one does. And they were like... Vince, did you get drunk? And he was like, no, I am actually more sober than you could ever imagine, which is why I've got this great idea. Second idea, we need to find a large man who puts his bum on people's faces. Uh, we're already doing that. Yeah, we need to do it more often and to more members of my family. Also, where is Chris Kresge? I want to make fun of him because he's going to have cancer within five years and be dead, and I my soul will be absolved. Chris Kresge is, of course. You have weak 
pussy jeans, yeah. Chris yeah. Kresge. That's what the original character was, and that was the right to censor. I want to censor his cancer. It's gross. Yeah, <laughs> get get away. Cancer is contagious. Uh, we've said this before, and we'll ew, say ew, it again. Ew, 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 ew. Don't touch yeah. me. Oh, no. he's. Oh, he looked at me. Everyone needs to shower. All right, so <laughs> 1999 is Vince McMahon slowly taking the power back after two years of being like, I better listen to these guys because I literally have no money. And in 1999 is the year Vince McMahon's looking in a mirror going, I came up with all of these ideas. Well, Jim Ross is like, wait a minute, what about us? And he's going, shut up, Jim. No more talking. And then he get, and then he, um, Vince met um, Jim Ross's wife and was like, here's your scooter. I got you a scooter as a present. And Jim <laughs> Ross was like, I don't know why she needs a scooter. And he's like, I have a funny prank plan for 15 years from now. Anyway, yeah, that prank I pulled on Owen's going to be really, it was really good. Now you're going to have a fun prank that's happening to you in a while. Anyway, the <laughs> was really fucked up. Um, I guarantee he had to be told, when people started dying rapidly in wrestling, Vince McMahon had to be sat down by Jerry McDivitt and is like, you need to cry? And he's literally like, what is that? I'm sorry that a worker was killed in a way that the WWF was in no way responsible for. You can't sue me. You can't sue me. Baba booey, baba booey, baba booey. <laughs> I guarantee Vince McMahon had to be talked out of sending this letter to a funeral. I am so sorry to hear you interrupted my day with this event. Yeah. I'm sorry, but we will still be billing your husband for hours missed. You owe us $50,000 a day. One time, and this happened to me one time, and it was one of the craziest things ever. It was done by someone, I'm not going to say his name, but someone that Dylan also dislikes greatly, which was I was over at, at the time a friend of mine's house. He gave me some chips, and then he asked me for some money for those chips because I ate some of his chips. And I gave him the dollar twenty-five, and in my head thought, "I will never be your friend again." <laughs> hey, that's solid though. If you even drink from my taps, that's a water bill, buddy. You better pay up. Yeah, yeah. you try and enforce that. You try and enforce that with your wife of trying to make everything even, so you're just charging her um, for money. That would be like, uh, dear. Uh, I think you'll find I got the Uber Eats last night, and also you used the toilet three times, so you owe me. Thirty-seven fifty. I will, yeah. I will make out with a person of your choosing if you start keeping that kind of bill for your wife. Oh, it'd be great. Oh no, I do it for people. I uh, I ask, oh, how much do you pay in taxes? They're like, actually, I got money back, and I'm like, oh, that's crazy. You owe me fifty bucks. I pay my fucking taxes. I paid for your bullshit. And then I slap him in the yeah, face. I have seen you do that, and it never once has been received warmly. I'll tell you what else was... I pay my goddamn taxes. So what else was received not warmly was, at the end of 1999, and this is very important, Vince McMahon, mad with power once again, um, is speaking to Vince Russo. Now, Vince Russo, we don't know what Vince Russo is about to become in the future. Do you understand? So at this time, Vince Russo is just a very good tool in the Vince McMahon utility belt in terms of he takes... Also, it should be mentioned, people thought Vince Russo at this point was a genius. They literally thought he was pro-wrestling Quentin Tarantino. I apologize, but that is what everyone's... People were so pumped for him to come in WCW. They thought he was going to reform the entire yeah, company. Yeah, and, and as it turned out, he was um, he was wrestling's Kevin Smith. Early work, phenomenal. Later work, drastically uncomfortable. Oh, boy. Yeah, a lot of like, What? This this phrase can be said about both Kevin Smith and Vince Russo a lot. Why do you have a podcast? Anyway, so um, uh, also I like making fun of Kevin Smith because he's the only guy that gets visibly butthurt that people make fun of him. And he is 
a multimillionaire. Like you, you could you. If I had ten million dollars in the bank, you could be like, you're a you're a beef titted idiot, Hastings, and I'd be like, that's true. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm gonna go look at my money, and then I'd kiss them right on the mouth. <laughs> I have a room with money in it. I'm going to stare at the money. Yeah. Oh, uh, guess who doesn't talk back? Cash. See you in L. Um. So Vince McMahon is telling is talking to Vince Russo. What is he saying? Uh, so Vince Russo is like, hey, I got all these kids that I haven't seen in two years. And Vince is like, that's good. And then he's like, no, like I want to see them. And he's like, yeah, it's bad though. Just get a nanny or whatever. We're doing SmackDown now and I need you to write all of that. And then Vince is like, Vince Russo is like, bro, I got to go though. And he's like, no. Yeah. Vince Russo took a deal what, that everyone would, which is, hey, you're going to write a bit for a corporate company where you can just be like, my intern's going to do this. Or you can write two full shows on Vince McMahon's schedule. You're Vince McMahon's go-to guy, which means sometimes you wake up and the first thing you see is his eyes and he's just going, coffee mugs. <laughs> we need to make coffee mugs sexy. How about a cock and it shoots tits out? Ha ha ha. And then he just runs and he got into your house without opening the door and there's no entry. There's no mark of entry yeah, yeah, at all. Yeah. He just got in And somehow. by the way, when he says coffee mug, he is talking about a wrestler whose gimmick is there are coffee mug that jizzes and that wrestler he wants to portray that is of course ray mysterio jr now um <laughs> he just comes in he goes how about austin's beer truck but it's in valvinus's and then it's all come ha 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 ha, yeah, ha. he comes we don't film that i just do it to linda on her birthday <laughs> your, your birthday linda i gave you some of my come i'm not making it with your body though <laughs> yeah you're too <laughs> jacked off in a cup here you can drink it that's what i get from like in many bitches on their birthday you know what i mean i just want to let the listeners all in and this is the week this week we had to do our own research and it's a clear there's a clear delineation in terms of mm. um of uh, content when we have a uh, research that has been prepared lovingly for us and then when we're put in charge because when we're put in charge it's just mad jizz riffs also we should say this late 1999 something happens that changes the culinary game john WWE oh, of New course, yes, the finest restaurant in all the land. So Vince McMahon is literally just drunk with mad power because he's like, I have my own restaurant in Times Square. I never need to pay money to that bastard Wolfgang Puck again. I've got my Quentin Tarantino, so I'm Harvey Weinstein minus the morals. And I... <laughs> that is true. It's like... Weinstein just jacked off in front of him. I've killed a bunch. <laughs> I mean, Weinstein did a lot I'm just more saying, than that. Vince McMahon is a worse person than Harvey Weinstein. I mean, maybe Harvey Weinstein's covered up murders too, and then just like hired people he knew were probably murders, but. No, no, Vince McMahon has, there is evidence that he walked into a room with a suitcase of cash, and then a DEA was like. Yeah, there were no stairs in that house, but that woman fell down some stairs somehow. Ask me no more questions. I just try. I, here's the one thing that was really rough on me in uh, researching this episode was I couldn't find an actual menu item list for WWF New York. So if any listeners want to tweet us at Wrestler Review with an actual menu item, because it looks very long. You're talking to someone that ate. At WWF New York. Oh, I know. But I just like memories can cloud our vision, John. I was just wondering I'm looking I'm looking at the menu right now. Oh, you have it. I went up on I went I didn't I did it via image search. So I did that too, and I tried to and I tried to um 
I tried to zoom in to see what the specific items were. So I can see... We got ourselves a Philly cheesesteak. We got... Ooh, a New York original cheesesteak. Tiramisu. The Rings of Saturn. Ew. <laughs> the People's Sunday. Oversized, warm... <laughs> Chocolate chip cookie topped with vanilla bean ice cream, chocolate and caramel soft whipped cream, chocolate shavings, pinned with a cherry. That sounds like, <laughs> that sounds really good, but also garbage. I like how some of, the, only some of the items are wrestling, like Rings of Saturn, okay, uh, Perry Saturn, and then what What are the, some of the other ones? I don't oh, know. Oh, no, This is, because no, there's no. a guy, there's only one picture you can see, there's a guy selling this on uh, eBay. Um, of course there is. Um, you also have to remember that this was a restaurant that was conceived by Vince McMahon, who probably was like the only menu item is steak and it's given to you in a pita and they were like, like a burrito and he does not know what that is. Well, this is, yeah, it's, it's food done by a guy who eats purely for fuel. Yeah. Like who literally, I guarantee Vince McMahon just eats protein bars and protein shakes and meat because he was told he should. Like, I guarantee Vince McMahon's shit sounds like keys falling down a garbage chute. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like wet paper towel being thrown into a lake. No, Just not like, wet. Blah, blah, no, well, blah. I'm talking stones. Ooh, like dry. Yeah, just dry rocks. Like, doom, doom. This is so. Let's get into uh, the main pay per views here. But again, no, hang on. Can we just fin Vince Russo leaves the company, goes to WCW at the end of 1999. He is replaced at that moment by a guy named Chris Kresge. This is very important. Chris Kresge is the basically the architect of the back half of the Attitude Era. Say what you want about 2000. It's not my favorite year. It is the most logically structured, perfect year in terms of how storylines are carried through. That They have a storyboard. They have a storyboard, which, by the way, he is mocked for continuously because he um he has a storyboard also this is the first time they do comedy that's not explicitly dirty and is explicitly comedy this is when you get into edge and christian um kurt angle of course proves that he's actually too good at comedy yes there's a bunch of things that happen it's edge and christian it's mick foley um is given this great balance of at the top half of the year he is Cactus Jack, and then he's Commissioner Foley. Yeah, and then he's Commissioner Foley, which for me was the best time ever. Was Commissioner Foley so fun? Yeah, well, and it's also like we'll talk about a lot of things in this year where he they change the mode of the show just by having a yes, we have a authority figure, but they're a baby face. Yeah, which they've never done since, and they should absolutely do. Like, they kind of did it with Daniel Bryan, but every time Daniel Bryan spoke, then Shane McMahon came out and was like, actually, you're a doo-doo head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Shane McMahon, the young guy on the show, who goes, yo, that's sick, I'm 50. Yeah, can I just say hashtag realness? Yo, that's sick. Also, here's a bunch of hair loss products because I uh, am worried about death. Yo, death is fucking creeping on you. I'm Shane McMahon, bro. <laughs> hey, guys, do you ever just listen to the words of a corn song? I consider myself the freak on a leash. Hey, guys, it's me, Shane McMahon. How often do you realize that your dad doesn't love you? Me, it's every day. Yo, when I go to sleep, I don't have to worry because my life is nightmare, bro. Watch we're underground. I don't love my wife. Raw underground, bro. Sick. Yeah, sometimes... No domes. Yeah, sometimes I just cry. Okay, let's let's hang out. 
Yo, I cry in the shower so no one knows. Anyway, now Ivar's going to take on Seth Rollins, bro. Raw Underground. Sick. <laughs> Chris Kresge, Chris Kresge is in charge, and basically the only things that are said about Chris Kresge is probably the most successful employee the WWF creative ever had in terms of the success and things he did for that show, and also everyone made fun of him for doing his job really well, including Bru yes. Bruce Pritchard, who on his podcast many times has been like, essentially what Bruce Pritchard has said is just like, I don't like that guy because he was better at his job than me, but he, he's, Bruce Pritchard knows that, so he's it's so hard for him to actually figure out how to be like... That guy who didn't get wrestling, so he's just like, I don't, I don't remember Chris though. Okay, bye. But then you have enough people to get wrestling where a guy like that makes just makes everything way better. Because obviously, if you're doing it the old school wrestling way, then you're gonna forget little details that are what nerds love. And now you're you've moved off of, as we've talked about extensively, you've moved off of having rednecks like your show. And any woman at all, it's all nerds. It's and if it's women, then hello, baby, because they make nerds that are women too. So just fucking have everything intertwine. Remember whose tag team partners everyone is, and it's a way better show. Because then if you build up these relationships, you can have an entire storyline built off a subtle look rather than having to boldly state everything like he cares about him and they care about each other and then everything comes off better but anyway chris kresge of course towards the late end of the year just to show you how what a transformative year 2000 is and that it's 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 the balancing of the scales of both the attitude era and what's about to come with the online era um and towards the end of the year we of course fully go into the horribleness because Stephanie McMahon takes over as head writer, which is hilarious because not only has she been... She just basically got out of college and the company has been worse for this ever since. Is this essentially... They, they go Von Eric end of a territory, but they do it in such a national, like a broad scale and in such a weirdly McMahon way where it's like, I wouldn't make one of my kids the champion. Instead, they'll be in charge of all of the money and I've made sure they don't know how to do math. But we should talk about Stephanie in 2001 because that's when she takes over. But like, no, no, I understand. This, but Chris, I, hang on. But this is why yeah. I bring up this point is Chris Kresge comes in and Chris Kresge is actually who Vince McMahon has been trying to create ever since. Yes which is a professional writer that's actually scripting things but knows how to script with these types of performers, which is we're not going to give them big, complicated scripts. Some of them can read because they're Olympic athletes. Other than, others, I'm sure, cannot. Hello, Triple H. Eh, nah, I can't read. Eh, nah. So um, <laughs> Triple H is Stu, Stu Hart. No, now? Triple the Triple H is – the Triple H eh. – No, because Triple H also does this weird eh. thing where he's like – he always – punctuates words at the i just want to uh, let you know uh, suck it uh, well he's, yeah he's nuts you just got triple h you just say words low but then you nut afterwards i uh, like uh, <laughs> i find uh, the ketogenic diet to be rewarding i've been at bread since i was uh, 10 uh, uh. Uh, Still, my favorite of all wrestling impressions is just Jesse Ventura saying, I'm a fighter. I was a fighter. It's the best. I'm a fighter. I'm a fighter. Let me into the lock. Yeah, I want to be in your bank vault. I'm a governor. I'm a fighter. I'm the president. But exactly what you're saying. He, Vince McMahon. Uh, so what they had was a professional writer at the top and then weird wrestlers underneath. 
And now their formula is weird wrestler at the top, professional writers underneath. And it seems like the inverse of that is the best because you get all the crazy, good wrestling ideas in a very raw way. And then the professional writer just goes, okay, here's how we make mud fight between those cunts make sense. Yeah, exactly. This is, I got to figure, all right, why are you? S- and then they get their own shit. And here's the part where I like, they stick it in their puss. Basically dealing with wrestlers is like if you watch any of the Ocean's 11 movies besides the first one where they just talk about a bunch of weird names for robberies. Like they're like, we got to give them the Sally Lou Henson. And then of course the Joffrey Baratheon. Like, and you're like, Am I expected to know that? And in wrestling, it's like, yeah, you got to give him the old how do you do and then the Kamala and then, of course, the Coco Beware. What's the Coco Beware? Oh, you kill a bird. Like, that's... <laughs> that's where you leave a bird with British men. They get it so drunk and they fuck it so hard that no one finds it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, oh, his name is Frankie. Well, his name is fucking unnoted in your bird. I couldn't come up with something. I'm on too much crock. Davy Boy Smith, listen to our Patreon episode. The most, the most go along to get along guy in the world. Hey, have you tried croc? I'll do it with you. I just want a friend. <laughs> yeah, see, Davy Boy Smith truly is the Dylan god of the wrestling world. Um, yeah. Had Davy Boy Smith just live grown up around one nice person who volunteered, he would have been uh, still alive to this day and a lovely man who community flourished but he was friends with dynamite kid so he smoked yeah the problem with davy boy smith as we learned is essentially just you just have to ask him to do something and he will do it sneeze with your (laughs) yeah exactly sneeze with your ass it's it's, i'm it's very surprising that he wasn't more of an asset to vince mcmahon because i feel like that type of loyalty vince mcmahon like i'm surprised that well that's why he kept on getting pushed he had he had beautiful bouncy beautiful boobies and traps and then also he was just like okay vince i'll just ate all the shit in your toilet what's next (laughs) ha 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 okay i'll laugh too (laughs) ha 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 when do we stop laughing vince um, but 2000 is a very interesting year in that uh, it starts off with Mick Foley being the most Mick Foley ever, which is basically we need no one likes Triple H. No one's going to like Triple H for the next 20 years, even though he's basically going to become like, again, everyone gives shit to J- Super Cena and Roman Reigns. No one gives nearly enough shit to the Triple H beats everyone decade we're about to enter into. Um, yeah, which also did handicap people like like. This is also a thing where 2000 is such a crazy year because you've got The Rock starts doing Scorpion King, which is clearly The Rock is going into Mollywood, and Stone Cold, um, it turns out that his neck, quote-unquote, isn't better, it's just okay for two years, essentially, yeah. because he has another bunch of injuries and has to have a bunch of surgeries as well, so what you're left with is Triple H, who's like, okay, this is finally my time, but Triple H is quickly i think overtaken by kurt angle but due to the fact that he is a brilliant man who cares way more about triple h is as we said last week triple h was brought up in wrestling and kurt angle was brought up in sports so kurt angle is just like well i'm the best that'll pay off and triple h is like nope i've done every shitty thing you can possibly do i am the champion triple h literally says in a booking meeting in this year well, do you actually think he could beat me up? Speaking about Kurt Angle, I mean, look at us. And then Bruce Prichard goes, he's an Olympic champion. I think he could manage it. Yeah, it's a weird thing that Kurt Angle, 
Yeah, it's basically Kurt Angle should like, got a great push, but he should have gotten the push. Like it's just yeah, it's well. All right, well let's talk about the Royal Rumble because we're a good ways in here and we haven't talked about anything. I mean, I don't. You act like that. That that's unusual for this very program. <laughs> Sorry, specific events. I should say Royal Rumble 2000, 590,000 buy rate, and this is where Kurt Angle starts the year is jobbing to Taz just for. Uh, so Taz comes out, huge entrance, surprise in New York. He's super over, bunch of Taz plexes, chokes Kurt Angle out. The only reason I mention this is because two months later, he's like in a t-shirt wrestling and uh, the hardcore invitational being pinned by like Crash Holly. Yeah. they. So this is a classic Vince McMahon thing where they're like, get this guy, get this guy, get this guy. Okay, they get him. Vince sees him and he's like, I hate him. Yeah. Throw him out. You can't throw him out. He's human. Mm, I beg to differ. Yeah, throw him in. Uh, he is from a part of New York that's not Manhattan. Put him in the garbage. It's one of the weirdest things ever because this is sidebar to this is that the ECW has gone full. Is a, it, it ECW is on fire? Like they're like, who do we give the title to? Johnny Swinger or me? <laughs> yeah. The. Uh, Coming up next week on ECW Hardcore TV, Paul Heyman's mom wrestles his dad to find out who has to pay the wrestler's <laughs> salaries. Paul Heyman's mom in versus Fonzie in a, a real sex match. <laughs> I'm out of... What's more extreme than an old woman coming? Fonzie's good at sex. Yeah. Fonzie eats my mom out, but then it's not my mom. It's me, <laughs> ECW on TNN. You see, here's the thing with Fonzie. Fonzie's the only human being I've ever heard talked about where it's like, well, then he smoked crack, and then they're like, well, why would he do that? And he's like, who's Fonzie? What is he going to do? Yeah, look at his team. Yeah, what? What, that guy's not going to smoke? Not, not going to smoke crack? I don't think you know what you're talking about, man. No one was more affected by the ban on smoking inside than Bill Alfonso <laughs> because he still smoked three packs a day. He just had to be outside where he's like, I still fucking get this done, man. You fucking, you can't make me to stop smoking. He just smokes three at a time now. I love Bill Alfonso so much. I'm just picturing him smoking in the rain, yelling at the rain. Hey, Super Rain, you don't, hey, you're not better than that, Boo Rain. He's dry, you're wet. <laughs> <laughs> A huge forerunner to the TLC matches, of course, are the Hardys uh, and the Dudleys have a tables match, which is not really talked about. Also, this is where Edge and Christian go from goth to fun guys. Yes, this is the best where Edge and Christian go from we're super emo. Basically, if this is the Edge and Christian high school years. Grade nine, grade ten, they're really upset they're not in elementary school. They wear black coats and they're brooding, and then they hit, they hit grade eleven, <laughs> yeah. discover the drama club, and now they're cool zany dudes that say stuff like Shazbot for no reason to a teacher. <laughs> this is also interesting because uh, Stone Cold's out, and you get the opportunity to have The Rock be the main event baby. Fan. But you do not do that. Instead, you put the title on Big Show and then Triple H, and everyone's uncomfortable. Well, here's the thing. We're Rock wins the Rumble, of course. Um, and do you remember this? Because I don't think people talk about this too explicitly. Is that there were two camps. There were Stone Cold people and there were people who liked The Rock. And there weren't... Like, I don't think that gets talked about enough. Is that people... And you can look back this on the Rock's early 2000s runs. Somewhere around like the last decade now, everyone just loves The Rock and loves whatever he does. 
But there was this time where it was like people eventually got annoyed by what The Rock did. Yeah. And honestly, why that changed was because people saw John Cena because The Rock as a babyface could end up being kind of corny because the whole his whole heel persona is I'm going to act like you're cheering for me when you're not. And then when you actually are cheering for me, of course, it is kind of a bit corny. But then John Cena comes out and, of course, The Rock is not even like... John Cena's cornier than anything in the fucking planet, so no one, everyone loves. Like the, the Rock, Rock yeah. is like doing push-ups and helping starving kids, and John Cena is like in Florida, being like, "If there's a fucking kid on my street, that's trouble for everybody." <laughs> John Cena did more Make-A-Wishes, but then afterwards he's like, "If this kid doesn't die, then it's not even a Make-A-Wish, right?" So like, do I come back and finish? <sighs> yeah, it? but the amount of times that John Cena just insisted that he do it while putting on. Uh, various hand sanitizers is crazy. Like he's just like, I'll go in there, but I want everyone to know that I don't wanna. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. While the cameras are on, he's like, <laughs> never give up, never surrender. And the kid's like, thanks, John. He's like, are the cameras off? Yeah, give me ten bucks. Give me ten bucks, you little fuck. Yeah. <laughs> don't even ask me why. That's the that's the real sign of an asshole asking for money. I want ten bucks. And I don't want. I don't want you. I want you to tell me. I don't know. Yeah. I want ten bucks because you're beneath me. So the Radicals debut eight days after the Rumble, and that is less indicative of any major change in WCW, where Chris Jericho was a big deal in 1999 when they got him. Now they essentially got four Chris Jerichos, and people that everyone on the growing online community has a huge, hard, peeny wiener for This is also indicative of it's a the first time that Vince McMahon really makes, and it lasts about 20 minutes, makes a big deal out of small guys. like And stole their champion. Legitimately stole WCW's champion because Chris Benoit won the title and then went to the WWF. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's the oddest thing in the entire world that Vince McMahon doesn't really get. It's because it was Chris Benoit that they don't talk about this more. Um, but it's one of those. Oh, that he pushes because the guy he wanted to push beginning was Saturn. They wanted to push Saturn because Saturn has the best look of any of them. But then they don't, and then they kind of push Benoit, but they make Shane McMahon his manager, and then they make Benoit do promos, which isn't good. And it's just like The Rock doing a ten-minute-long promo, and then Chris Benoit going, uh, is this "I'm gonna beat Chop." Is this is this when I kill my family? Yeah, he goes, I'm going to beat you like you're my wife and kill you like you're my son. And everyone's like, that was a weird thing. These yeah, it was really like, dark. Wait, wait. Yeah, like, should we write that? Should we call anyone? And he was just like, yeah, you can call him if you want, but the dogs will be in the pool and everyone else will be sleeping forever. And they're like, oh, good God. <laughs> I mean, this guy really cares about the Intercontinental title. This guy really wants that title. Prove me wrong, Rock. <laughs> I'll kill my wife. Prove me wrong. I, I forgot about Prove Me Wrong and how bad that was. Anyway. <laughs> this is, again, indicative of Vince McMahon. If two years ago, those guys show up. Jim Ross, Jim Cornette are going to shield them and be like, they don't need to talk. Don't worry about it. They'll just wrestle a lot because this is wrestling. And by 2000, Vince McMahon is like, rah, 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 You remember that... They have an Iron Man match again. Of course, it's Triple H versus the but Rock. That's so the, sticks, that, but that's the no, but one. that doesn't stick. That's actually the most exciting of all the Iron Man matches because it's the only Iron Man match that isn't like a good twenty minutes of the Iron Man match isn't just like it's a backslide into they're both very tired now. 
Like that Iron Man match is yeah, he's done really well. Live fall Iron Man match, be- which is great because yeah, they actually just are like, let's just do a fall every ten minutes, and then at the end, the Undertaker comes out because that's also the thing we all need to remember. Two thousand is the return of Dylan God Undertaker. He stopped to get oh buddy, <laughs> he stopped to get two it's dinners. His yard, yeah, it certainly is Dylan, and his yard has both a McDonald's and a Wendy's. You go to Wendy's for the burger, McDonald's for the fries. Hey. Your mom uh, won't let me see you on a weekends anymore, so uh, this is my yard. Yeah, and in this corner, uh, all of your stepdads just showing up and somehow saying that you're not cool. Hey, do you play football? I'm eight. Yeah, that's what I thought. You're fucking, this is my yard. <laughs> the Undertaker starts to play a character of guy who thinks everyone's an idiot and every politician's a fucking loser, but also is heavily involved in a pyramid scheme and doesn't realize it. Yeah. Yeah, I just buy $2,500 with the t-shirts a month and then I have to sell them. It's a great business idea. This is my yard. Every man wants a man cave and I got, all, I got a man cave kit for you. <laughs> so Vince McMahon turns returns to TV um from he was still selling an injury from on March uh 13th 2000 helping the Rock win his WWF title shot back from the big show as you see when the Rock wins the Royal Rumble they do the uh Lex Luger Bret Hart finish where but they they fuck, they fuck it up so yeah. hard. They fuck it up yeah. so hard. Yeah, they they fuck it up really bad. The crowd goes nuts and uh this is the like you got to say this. Vince McMahon comes out of a limo. People everyone goes nuts. Vince McMahon one punches Triple H, who is the title, who is the champion at the time. So you're getting the start of Vince McMahon booking himself to be the king. Comes out, hits everyone with a chair. The Rock wins, and it's the start. I don't know if this is the start of, but I was certainly reminded of the time. I don't know when this started, where if you beat up the referee and put on the shirt, you're the referee now. Oh yeah, this, which I do wish was a thing. That, well, that, but that's again ECW's influence. But that's that's ECW's that's ECW's influence on the WWF because that's an ECW rule through and through. Like, who's the referee? The guy who made the count. Fuck you. That's what who the referee is. Like, you understand? No. Yeah. If I knock out Donald Trump right now and put his suit on, it's like Dylan's the president. That's how Vince McMahon no thinks here. the world works. That's why he's trying to get into a room with Donald Trump. Where he's like, I'll just beat the shit out of him, then I'm the president. Yeah, yeah, that's why I want Linda to be there. <laughs> he attacks. He also attacks Shane McMahon and Triple H, of course, at the same time. Two weeks later, this is where it gets fun. McMahon and The Rock beat Shane McMahon and The Big Show in a tag team match with the help from Mankind. At WrestleMania 2000, the worst main event, it turns into a fatal four-way with a McMahon representing... Each person, Linda is representing Stone Cold, uh, Stephanie, of course, Triple H, and then you have Shane, The Big Show, and, of course, McMahon, The Rock. This is the first WrestleMania where it's like that, and everyone hates it. Mick Foley is also brought back out of retirement because he basically spent the first half of this year making... I made... Sorry, I made a mistake. It's not Stone Cold with Linda. it's It's Mick Foley... Uh, and Linda. yeah, and it's basically what happens is um, Mick Foley spends the first half of the year turning Triple H into a fire breathing monster that, and still the fans are like, "Yeah, I don't care though," and they retire him at no mercy in sort of a. It's again, it's the beginning of them being self-referential of like, remember when we did this? That was cool. Well, we're gonna do it again, only not nearly as exciting. 
in sort of a redo of the Hell in a Cell with McFoley, only it's going to be McFoley and um, but, 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 who's that other guy, Triple H, and McFoley retires, and then they're like, actually, remember that logic we established? Well, fuck you and fuck logic. You're coming back in because we need someone else to be in this fatal four-way, and Vince McMahon has decided against Chris Jericho because it was supposed to be Jericho. That's who that was supposed to be. All this talk of, like, we wanted to give McFoley his WrestleMania moment. Vince McMahon could give a fuck about anyone's WrestleMania moment. He did not want Chris Jericho in that match, so they put it on Mick instead. Yeah, very, very simply put, exactly. And... They are really trying to make Triple H the star because, and I think that's justified because Triple H clearly is the guy who's going to be around for a while. The big show is already getting chubby. Oh, um, certainly is. He is a full-figured guy. He is a he is not the man who could do a drop kick. Um, the Rock, of course, as I said, it looks to be moving towards Mollywood, and Stone Cold is a fucking is just nothing. Kurt Angle. Sorry, Stone Cold's getting injured all the time. Uh, Kurt Angle, of course, is nothing right now. Like, Kurt Angle's... Kurt Angle, this is even, like, he's barely saying it's true, it's true. He has his IC title match, him, Benoit, and Jericho. They have that great two-fall, triple-threat IC match. And this is the thing where they take Kurt Angle out of the... Because everyone's like, okay, well, of course he had a good match with Jericho and Benoit. They're amazing wrestlers. But then he wrestles Jericho and he wrestles Benoit and individually has a good match with each of them, which proves, holy shit, this guy's like a phenom. This guy's getting wrestling at a rate where... They say that the people to get wrestling this fast are like... Meltzer said it was Owen Hart and I think Ty, the original Tiger Mask. Those are the two other people to get wrestling where it's like, oh, within a year they were already like very good. Um, yeah, I completely agree. I think it's also very interesting in that they don't position him in the front half of the year, but it's basically Chris Kresge with his storyboards and all that sort of stuff, and also how badly received WrestleMania 2000 is. Like in the end, having they have a heel win. It's all of this sort of stuff. Of Vince McMahon is still not f- so far up his own asshole again that he doesn't see all of the errors he's making. You have people like Jim Ross and Pat Patterson still able to correct, and while people are still clamoring for Stone Cold, they don't have him. And it's basically it's a utility year, and they're just going, let's just make this fucking fire breathing heel that Steve Austin can slay when he comes back. Um, yeah, and it sort of works. In, super easy stuff. It isn't. It isn't because the problem is, is they don't. No one was accepting tri- Triple H. Was not the wrestling was really big at this point. Triple H wasn't bringing people to wrestling. Steve Austin was still the guy where they're like, "Well, we got to watch it because that guy's on and that guy's cool." Yeah, and Triple H is way more of a territorial. He's this weird fusion of what exactly what Vince wants because he's six four and too swifty. 250 pounds. Uh, we all knew what you said. Thank you. Um, but Kurt Angle is much more of like the future of wrestling at this point, which is he's just fun to watch and wrestling's just fun. So shut yeah, up. Yeah, he's just a fun guy who, and I know, and he's a fun boy. He also saw that, like, oh, well, and Steve Austin got hurt. Uh, he made Vince sad. Vince is my coach. Can't make Vince sad. When my neck is broken, I will just take a lot of pills and make a very awkward appearance on Howard Stern where I talk about black ladies. <laughs> So Triple H wins, of course, the Fatal 4 match. Uh, why is this important? Because Vince McMahon helps Triple H and begins the McMahon-Helmsley era. Oh, Austin, of course, comes back dest- later on, destroys the DX bus. And what the m- most successful pay-per-view of the year, critically at least, was Backlash, which was generally viewed as what 
WrestleMania should have been. Oh, interesting point. Yes, that's a, that's a fucking prescient point. And it's again, it's this weird conflict within Vince McMahon and his product. Again, yes, yeah, Steve Austin coming out to the craziest noise ever. Yeah, Steve Austin returns. They do the whole thing where like, okay, well, the deck is stacked against the Rock and facing Triple H. He's with Mr. McMahon and Stephanie and Shane as the guest uh, special guest ring announcer. And you do the whole thing where it's like basically, what who what does the does Steve Austin want Triple H to have the title less than you, or does he, or does he hate you? Because the, the other thing is, he's and this is what a great. This is what they would never do now, where it's like Steve Austin's consistency with his character is completely kept. If this oh, was yeah. now, this was... there Vince he would have Stone Cold would have played along with Linda at that WrestleMania. You know what I mean? Yeah, and then he would have just like been friends with Vince and then not friends, and you know what I mean. Like there would have been no consistency whatsoever. I mean, there would have been if this was now. There would have been no. Um, Triple H just would have beat everybody when they. <laughs> we'll get into two thousand six when it. Yeah, well, we'll get into two thousand six when it gets really good. Where it's like, hey, uh, Triple H um, spent too much time in a rest hold against Shelton Benjamin. Um, he's going to pedigree the entire tag division for no yeah, reason. Yeah, yeah. And, oh, and then uh, entire 45 minutes of Raw is going to be a Booker T sketch where Booker T just tries to buy ointment, but he can't find the ointment he wants, so he goes home. Yeah, and then Triple H pedigrees him, and then Shawn Michaels uh, goes, here's the thing, gays should not only shouldn't they get married, they shouldn't look me in the Yeah, eyes. yeah, and then and Triple then H. Um, commercial, and that's what DX stands for. Don't examine men's body parts. Yeah, yeah. That- DX. Um, uh, before we go on a break, I just want to talk about something that I think is certainly a bit of dark humor. Are you ready for some dark humor? Your bit of dark humor is? What would you call a pay-per-view the next year where one of your employees died? It was called Over the Edge. What's your new day? F- what's your new name for it, John? Mm, what do you think it should be? Safety's for fucking losers. Well, literally, they change. All right, Over the Edge, that was where Owen died. We're going to call this one judgment (laughs) they changed it to he's been judged by christ and he had to die yeah (laughs) enjoy this iron man match with triple h and the rock whose fault was this owens uh here's my point is uh the front half you shouldn't have let him wrestle with us martha where triple h beat stone cold (laughs) and and a and a man who replaced Bicep curls with curlers drives a motorcycle awkwardly to the ring. Um, the- oh, yeah. This is where The Undertaker also starts wearing a jean jack- jean vest because he's got to hide some LBs under Certainly there. does, Dylan. He's a real... Oh, he's hiding some LBs, baby. Yeah, di- uh, what are you concealing under that jean jacket? About 40 pounds. Yeah, bear claws. Laugh, he gets into the bar. <laughs> bear claws? <yeah. laughs> Bunch of Boston creams. Just some big league chew and a couple of crullers, man. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> oh, of course you get fat off big league chew and big Turks. Big Turks, the worst candy in the world. Now, uh, the point I want to make is also through all of this, Michael Hayes has solidly joined the creative team, uh, making the world less of a fun place to live. His first assignment is uh, rehabbing and bringing prominence to the tag team division. So he takes credit to this day for the TLC, for all of that sort of stuff. Um, He also causes a great deal of resentment within the locker room because he basically Mm -hmm. is just like, 
okay, so for this next match, you're going to just stab each other in the neck, and whoever doesn't die is the tag team champion. And all the wrestlers are like, can you stop making these young guys just eventually need to get drug addictions so that they can just walk down a goddamn hallway? And he's like, uh, dude, I don't think you understand that I killed Terry Gordy, and I'll fucking kill you, too. Yeah. I got a great idea for a tag team. How about this? You piss, and it's your mom. Let me watch your mom piss. <laughs> oh my god, that's that so makes sense disturbing. The whole way through, right? It's so disturbing. You pretend to be your your mom, and then you pee, and you're your mom. Thank God for all those tag teams in the year 2000 that smartphones hadn't been invented yet, because Michael Hayes would be like. Let me show you what a pursed asshole looks like in 1982. And he just shows them the phone. Um, when when are we going to learn what happens in the match? You're not. Yeah. It was it was the 80s in Texas. There were, the matches didn't end. The matches just Von Eric wandered away to buy drugs. And then me and Terry just met a girl. And we didn't ask any other questions. We just... You just you just you just you just hung out until you said or saw red or white and went. That's the South. These colors don't bleed. You drive to the next town. Yeah, that's right. I walked up to this girl. I said, "Do you have ID?" And she said, "I do." And I said, "You're too old, then." Uh, Freebird. Yeah, Bacalays, everybody. I'm one of history's weirdest monsters, and the scars I leave are nor neither physical or psychological. They're more taste based. <laughs> And on that disgusting note, we're going to take a break quick, and then we'll be back with more of the year 2000 Mm. in Vince McMahon's life. Remember the year 2000 when a lot of stores just added .com to the end of their name? Oh, hi, everyone. I think you're all wondering, does Dylan use condoms? No. And that's why you need to donate to Patreon, because he has a lot of children his wife doesn't know about. I am the king. I coined the phrase risky cream pie. And you need to give to Patreon to help my maybe there's a baby fund. Patreon.com backslash wrestler review. If you don't want to do that, uh, you're a fucking loser. But if you're still a fucking loser and you're okay with that, rate us on iTunes. It does help with the algorithms for old fucking uh, Steve Slobs' goddamn Apple things. So rate us on iTunes, rate us on SoundCloud, rate us in real life, 1 to 10. Here's a hint, we're both 10s. Welcome back, everyone. My name is Dylan Gott. I'm joined by John Hastings. Since I am Dylan Gott, I want you all to know that I don't like my wife. I love her. Yep, that's John Hastings talking about how he loves his wife. I'm Dylan Gott. Don't like Mm -hmm. my wife. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. Prank you. Hard prank. It's me, John, just doing an awesome impression Whoa. of Dylan there. It was really good. You know what? Honestly, we're the king of pranks. Certainly are. So this is the last time that we see McMahon for a while is at King of the Ring, McMahon, Shane, and then WWF champion Triple H take on the Brothers of Destruction, The Undertaker and Kane, and The Rock six-man tag match for the WWF championship. The stip was whoever got pinned... Uh, sorry, whoever scored a pinfall would become the WWE champion. McMahon is pinned by The Rock, and then he is absent from television until late 2000, where he becomes smell the fucking seat that bitch just sat on, Vince McMahon. Yeah, this is the weirdest thing, and then this was essentially something that was also happening in WCW at the time. They like they both were like, we got to do a tag match, but the winner gets, becomes the champion. And for some reason, the WWF is not criticized for this, and the WCW is constantly criticized for stuff like this. This was so unnecessary. It's like, well, The Rock can't beat the breathing sober guy, but he can't beat the old man. Welcome to wrestling. Fuck you. Well, 
I think this is mostly just because you keep that Triple H feud alive by having him beat Vince, who's going away anyway. And really, this year is, once again, looked on so fondly, but it is Vince getting his kids more TV yeah, time it, so they can take over It's not a good year. Him. This is the thing. is Everyone remembers it being good because you're like, man, The Rock was cool, and I like Kurt Angle, and man, it was fun when for the benefits of Flash Photography time. But you don't remember for three hours, it was like... Uh, it's going to be a Stephanie McMahon tells you stories about her class trip to Egypt, and then Shane McMahon just full on has to talk to the entire crowd in Pensacola, Florida, about which tampons to buy his wife. <laughs> I don't know. She's got a heavy flow. What do you get? And we are beating WCW by four million people in terms of views, ladies and gentlemen. Well, because at this point, WCW is just trying to do what the wwf is some weeks and then other weeks not at this point the wcw is literally like they literally have shut down production for a time period eric bischoff has come back and they're literally doing the weirdest they're literally doing matches that people would have actually kind of cared to see about care about in wcw but trying to do it in wcw in ecw but they're only doing it on WCW, which is the weirdest thing, where it's like you have Shane Douglas versus Ric Flair, but it's not done in ECW when it would have been really fun. It's done in WCW, so they're like, why is the guy from the Dynamic Dudes having a competitive match with my favorite dad? Yeah, they try and go way too towards the internet fan, but like suddenly. There's no, yeah. there's no slow climb towards anything. But the thing about 2000 that has to be said is you can look back on this poorly because you oh my god i was 15 why the fuck did i watch this but then the other thing is look at how everyone's cheering for the characters and that's all you need is everyone cares about every yeah, this character. is the time when dylan used to buy condoms just to jerk off into we weren't logical men <laughs> i just wanted to feel closer to having sex yeah you got to learn how to do it as a friend of mine that i uh uh has a high powerful job in ottawa that i won't disclose but yeah one time he's like you got to buy condoms so you're ready to have sex Justin Trudeau. Yeah, Justin Trudeau's dad, Fidel Castro. Might as well be the fucking communist. <laughs> I should have mentioned this. WrestleMania 2000 had an 824,000 uh, buy rate. SummerSlam, which we'll be talking about right now, had a 570,000 buy rate. I should be saying this. Every pay-per-view is about... Yeah, every pay-per-view is making Vince McMahon a fuckload of money. Basically, 2000 is the year... Where Vince McMahon, the stock price isn't whatever. Um, the other thing that's important about 2000 is this is the year where Vince McMahon announces the XFL. The XFL takes place next year, but this is the year when Vince McMahon is like, "Where's my football?" And everyone's like, "Uh, what?" And he's just like, "I don't know. I just, I got, I, I follow through on the wrong ideas. Basically, is what I'm trying to say." And they're like, "You sure do." All right, I'll see you next year for the stupidest thing in the world. Well, this is also when. They have no. That was ninety nine. They had the eau de toilette. What was the eau? They have like they have stone cold cologne and they have like sable perfume. Like Vince McMahon, like he said, doesn't know what to do. Here's what you do when you and so funny because WCW was better at this. Is they would just get NASCAR drivers and monster trucks. That's what people who like wrestling want. Yeah, but what's weird about WCW is they would do that, but then. It's this odd thing of WCD would do that, do that, but also then like weirdly make it more about NASCAR. Be like he just and he's driving the WCW car as opposed to like it should be just like this guy's in NASCAR. That's fun. I don't know. It's just I always found it weird when WCW brought in NASCAR drivers. 
Of course it was. But you know what? It was fucking sick. Just like when TNA brought in Toby Keith. That was cool. sick. That was fucking hot as shit. Buddy, you're going to be Southern Wrestling? you got to be Southern Wrestling. I mean, also, when, when they brought in that guy who shot himself in the nightclub, that was my favorite part. <laughs> when was that? Oh, Pac-Man Jones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that was peak. Vin, that was Vince Russo all day, Vince Russo. Uh, my name is... Yeah, for those of you that don't remember, TNA brought in Pac-Man Jones. He won the tag team title, but there was a clause in his contract that he could have no contact, so he just sat in the corner while someone else won him the title. It was so... I love wrestling. So, SummerSlam happens. The right to censor has started, which is a Vince... Mc- yeah, I love the right to censor. I by think the way, the, they were it's great. It's the greatest drop gimmick of all time. It's basically Vince. This is and this is Vince McMahon, by the way, putting his bullshit creativity to good use because he's literally like, "We're gonna make a faction that's trying to stop us from doing controversial things." They cast it. This is the best Stephen Richards, Steve Richards has ever been, and I'm including now his weird time doing videos for DDP Yoga, where he goes under the name McSteamy. <laughs> so much good shit's happening. We get Eddie Guerrero in China, which ends up getting them both over. Yeah, which is so weird, but works so well. The, the, there's an it works so well. There's a tired time where, and it's this odd stuff where you can see why Vince McMahon tries the stuff he tries now, because there was a time when um, having wrestlers go to their prom made for exciting television. <laughs> like it sounds crazy but like that's what they did and people were like this is awesome man i love wrestlers going to prom i guess yeah exactly but you have to make tv every week for the rest of your life for the infinity symbol of course you're going to run out of ideas when you never stop go ahead is he never stops he never takes a break his break is i'm going to make football that I want to be taken seriously, but, and it's true, like, the new XFL could have been amazing because people were just totally ready for, like, wacky rules and whatever the fuck else is going to happen. Yeah, it's such an odd, like, man, wrestling's weird. I know you're all thinking, thinking, is wrestling weird? Here's the answer. Hey, um, I know you ever probably thought about this before, but wrestling, kind of a kooky thing. This shows yeah. how much ta- how how uh, far Taz has fallen as well is that uh, Jerry the King Lawler beats him. Yeah, 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 and it's really at good. SummerSlam. Yeah, for those of you who haven't seen the match, Jerry the King Lawler pile drives him, and then he goes, "Do you guys want me to fucking eat him out?" And then he goes, and everyone goes, "No, please, no." And, and he, he does. Goes, All right, I won't. Then. He does. No, no, no. He does. But he, he goes, "Turn the cameras off," and the pay per view went dark for quite yeah. some time. <laughs> yeah, it went dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, everyone came out and was like, I know I just ate a man's ass. And uh, I just want everyone to know that in 15 years, that'll be totally fucking a normal part of sex. And then the pay-per-view stopped. And then it restarted. And uh, we have, of course, the TLC match, which Edge and Christian beat the Hardys and the Dudleys. And this sets a dangerous precedent because this match is so good that they literally start doing them on Raw. Yeah, then this is this gets Michael Hayes a lot of trouble with wrestlers where they were like, please stop trying to murder these guys. And he's like, but they're bad people, I think. I don't know. They're guys. Hey, well, how come they weren't all black if they can't get fall on the knives? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why are they friends with me if they can't get hurt by me? <laughs> well, yeah, it should be fine if I stab him and uh, honky-tonk, man. Oh, shit, we didn't talk about this. Um, May Young uh, flashed everybody. Oh, at the yeah. May Young flashed everybody and ended. So we'll get to this when we have your uh, new fa- a new segment being tried out this week on the rest of you is not best and worst, but we're going to do your favorites. Uh, and this is touched on is that Sky at this point um, 
Oh no, Channel Four or Sky? A British broadcaster put this on, put the pay per views on broadcast television, and the and they're like, "Can you make it not so risque?" And they're like, "When you say risque, you mean that Mick Foley is going to bleed a lot, and we show you Mae Young's boobs." And they're like, uh, "Like that's examples of stuff you're not going to do." And the WWE representative was like, "Um, I mean, no or whatever." And they're like, "What? Why are you doing this?" And then they just did it. I am now, by the way, looking at. The photo of Mae Young's breasts, it is the weirdest thing in the entire world. You're just slobbering all over your computer. I mean, it is the background gonna... of my f- web browser. It is also weird because yeah. those are supposedly not hers. Like, they, they made her put on other ones, right? Is that what they said? Yeah, like something about Mary. You put on a uh, a fake set of JoJo's. God, wrestling's so weird. I don't know what it's called. But it's like, yeah, it's like a fake thing they put on her, um, which... Sure, but the effect is the same. You <laughs> show tits, <laughs> which is funny because didn't Jacqueline flash the year before? And by accident, by accident. Was... They claim it's by accident. I mean, I've watched that of course they claim a lot of time in my youth. Like, let's just you know be honest. Um, and yeah, no, it's by accident because the the flap kind of moves. The flap kind of moves. The, like the flap of her bikini kind of moves, and then you see nip. Oh, so it's not like, whoa, they're out. It's not bye like bye. when the cat did it, where the cat just full-on showed her breasts. The cat went into business for her damn self. That We get to talk about the diva search in a couple of weeks, which is apparently, like, insane. That when all the did the cat like, do that? When did she show her boobs? I don't know. Look it up. I'm looking at it. Was that in 99? There was a lot of JoJo's in these... Uh, because this, at, honestly, we talked about this. They started encouraging women in the audience to show their jugs as well. And that was like in 98. They tried to make that happen. And they would clearly also just hire women. It was in 99. In the crowd to so in 99, flash. like the cat had already showed her bubs. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is completely ageist, by the way. This is completely ageist because this is people starting to A, get on the WWF for their content and having too sexual content, but also it's for sure just because it's Mae Young's boobs. Also, by the way, do you understand? Do you want to know how creepy and how quickly creepy if you search for when did the cat flash her tit- tits? Um, or I literally wrote WWE flash the cat. It's how I Googled it. And three are like oh it happened at armageddon in 1999 the fourth one is stacy carter's perk breasts exposed and you're just like oh damn it <laughs> wrestling way to be yourself would you say all oh, damn it because you clicked on that one you were like oh i mean oh damn it someone found my blog is what i was saying about that <laughs> so we move on to survivor series uh buy rate of four hundred thousand. And we look at how the radicals have fallen because Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit, Perry Saturn, and Dean Malenko beat Billy Gunn, China, Road Dog, and K-Quick, Ron Killings. Yeah, it's so crazy that Ron Killings, this is when he starts in the WWF and he's still there. No, he goes away for a bit and comes back. Yeah, he goes away for a while, yeah. Then he comes back. Still, it's a it's Apparently phenomenal. Vince McMahon... Vince McMahon's good friend, Ron Killing. <laughs> it's so yeah, it's weird that uh, Vince McMahon is good friends with um arguably the most in shape smoker of all time. <laughs> but this is this is crazy because uh, we go to Survivor Series, we started the year uh Kurt Angle was undefeated, but then of course loses to Taz, and we end the year on Survivor Series. Taz is not on the pay-per-view. And Kurt Angle is retaining his WWE title against The Undertaker. Yeah, it's bizarre. Like, that is a crazy... Because within the calendar year, he wins 
doesn't he win the tag titles as well? So it's like he wins the IC title and the world title and the tag titles within the calendar year. Because, But this is a weird one. But so this is you can totally see Triple H's influence here because Kurt Angle beats The Undertaker to retain. Then we have an eight-man eight tag team match of the Hardys and Dudleys beating Edge and Christian, Godfather, and Val Venus. And then, of course, Stone Cold Steve Austin uh, against Triple H go to a no contest in the main event, which obviously you're going to put Austin in your main event. But this does start where like you're going to have the champions not necessarily the final match. You know what I mean? Like, And this obviously gets more and more used as we get it peaks with Jericho it peaks with Jericho being the champ we're double champ where it's like Jericho's the double champ yeah he literally has the every belt in the wrestling world but the only way he wins is he's unconscious and Vince McMahon drapes him over people or if he does win clean it's like the middle of the card and Triple H versus Stone Cold or Triple H versus like a dog is in the main event because Triple H is in the goddamn main event baby and this is also where they pour cold water over Triple H. The really crazy feud they got started, which was Triple H, Kurt Angle, and Stephanie McMahon, where Kurt's just his friend. Kurt's just my friend, rather. And Triple H is getting a lot of babyface heat by being the fucking dude who doesn't want his fucking wife to uh, fucking smooch on another dude. And it, I, I guarantee the reason why this was axed is because triple h looked like a piece of shit performer against because kurt angle plays this so well yeah no kurt angle's amazing this is totally why it's because kurt angle was finally put in a top spot and you really did have to make a choice is it going to be triple h or kurt angle who's your future and they chose triple h for better or worse yeah it's it's fascinating and it's fascinating it's interesting it's an odd thing that gets played out in that basically Kurt Angle is the better version of Daniel Bryan at this point, as in he's able to navigate the waters of the WWF in a much more active and interesting way because he came from Team Foxcatcher. Like he literally, oh, oh yeah, oh, no, I don't think we talk about this where he went from he he grew up on a he he learned to uh, amateur wrestle on a molestation farm. Yeah, Kurt Angle literally was raised to be a wrestler. With a team of like pro, a team of amateur wrestling farms that was done by the um, what the fuck was the family called? Oh god damn it! Not, it is a French name. It's not Le Beers. Look it up. I'm I'm, I'm typing Foxcatcher as fast as I can. So Team Foxcatcher, where that ended in the murder of one of the Schultz brothers, who were olympians um it was a man who was independently wealthy john dupont shot yeah john dupont one of the um uh david schultz shot mark schultz yeah david schultz or mark schultz not not dr d he wouldn't have dropped the old drop (laughs) oh my god imagine just you want me to go to a farm and we don't want me to fuck your goats that's not happening dr d makes the rules here essentially john dupont had uh schizoactive disorder was seeing real-time hallucinations believe dr d david schultz was coming to kill him so he killed everyone with the name dr david schultz unfortunately that was one guy and then dr david schultz dr d david schultz arrived the next day to be i i heard this farm's only got boys and not goats so i'm fine here to milk a cow 
And Kurt Angle's like, what do you do for a living? He's like, I'm a bounty hunter, but before that I was a pro wrestler. And Kurt Angle was like, that sounds cool. And then Kurt Angle went to ECW where they did a full crucifixion. Kurt Angle was like, um, I've been at the Olympics, so I got to leave now? And could you not have my name associated? And they were like, we understand. He's like, I'm going somewhere wholesome, the WWF. He walked in the door, and Vince McMahon was full on making everyone watch him shit. <laughs> <laughs> but not on screen. Yeah, no, no. And he was like, finally, a normal place. This is the interesting thing, though. What are the. How smooth a talker is Paul Heyman to get an Olympic gold medalist who just broke his neck, one of the most wholesome stories, into the ECW arena? What does the E stand for? Uh, educational. <laughs> E's for education, C is for coloring, and W's for wrestling. Kurt, you're going to have a great time in ECW. There's a cream pie match coming up. Yeah, that's where, that's just where someone cream pies at my mom, and then I get to eat her out. <laughs> the most hardcore thing on top of the ECW arena. My parents having sex. I've run out of money to give performers, so now it's just family members having sex. <laughs> what I like is to- Paul Heyman is enough of an egomaniac to listen to this program, and if he's listening to this episode, we are going to get a strongly worded legal letter. I think you'll find that I've passed a law that makes it illegal to talk about my parents' favorite thing, which was fucking in front of their son. All right, we should uh, get to the end of the year. December 4th episode of Raw. Vince McMahon starts getting real weird. I know what you're all thinking. This is where it, this is where it gets this is where it gets crazy because it's like he's Stone Cold now has different people to feud with such as they did the well they Kurt Angle obviously, Triple H. They have the angle where Stone Cold gets hit by a car, that's why he was out. Um he gets surgery, comes back. Rikishi admits he did it. Oh, yes. The, the really bad, I did it for The Rock. They try and get Rikishi over as a baby face. Or as a heel. No, no. They try and get him over as a heel because he's Sorry, already as over heel, as a apologies. baby face. Doesn't work. Yeah. And it turns out if you make a guy's character that he always wears a thong and that he doesn't wipe his ass and his finishing move is, I'm going to rub my unwiped ass on your face. Um, that doesn't make for like a great... Yeah, because the thing you have to remember is... Everyone, when that guy, when Rikishi went into the Hall of Fame, a lot of people were like, I don't remember this guy. And then you just said, oh, he's the guy that showed his ass in people's faces. And they were like, yeah, he deserves to be in that Hall of Fame. Yeah, of course. Also, for Rikishi, for the weight gain alone, like for that like role, he basically gained 100 pounds and put his life at risk. And his character was, I'm going to rub my fucking ass on your face. And he played it great. The other thing you need to remember is that too cool in this time period is closing house shows the rock isn't closing house shows when steve austin leaves how they send the fans home happy is not the rock posing is they literally have too cool dance in the ring and then everyone goes home goes home being like man that's good stuff tag team wrestling at this point is probably the strongest it ever is in the WWE. You're hundred percent correct. A perspective yeah. of everyone being over. I don't mean from like bell to bell because obviously the brain busters and the heart foundation and the Rougeos and the bulldogs, like these are amazing teams, but from just like how over everyone is edge and Christian, the Hardys, the Dudleys, the APA was super over too cool. 
the Hollies were over and right to censor were great heels were like just great traditional heels. So tag team wrestling is, and Vince McMahon doesn't enjoy tag team wrestling, which is why that just fucking all falls down pretty soon when he tries to pick each tag team out for the one guy who's going to become the Shawn Michaels. And the thing is, sometimes there is no Shawn Michaels. They're just a tag team. Um, sometimes you just have the Rock and Roll Express. Two weird pedophiles who make money doing tag team wrestling. So December 4th, of course, Vince McMahon comes back. Um, he's wrestling Kurt Angle, and then they, of course, both beat down Mick Foley. Mr. McMahon fires Mick Foley. He is back in charge. Starts to get creepy with his courtship of Tristratus, and that's where we'll leave off this week. Vince McMahon, the year 2000. Now for our new segment, what did you think? John, do you have a stinger for that? What did you think about you the go. rest of the review? Tell us on Twitter, and then we'll smell your poo. Hey, hey, yeah, everyone, take off your shirt. Trousers on, though, because we're fun. Take off your shirt and make out with my dick. <laughs> take your dick out and make out with my dick. Make our dicks mush together like mouse. Thank you. So... Dylan, as usual, proving why he's the fucking best singer in the world. Dylan has been on... I've been on America's Got Talent. Dylan's been on The Voice a lot. Everyone turned around at The Voice, and then I said, turn back around. You guys are all ugly, and then I kept singing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And this was the song he sang. Gwen Stefani, I'm the reason there's that smell in your house. <laughs> I took a shit. It was my cum. I cum so much white. <laughs> Turn back around. My loads are so big it goes in and out both doors. They call me the two-door boy. My name is Dylan. Uh, this is coming from No Context Wrestle Review. Ten-year-old, uh, what are your memories of the year 2000? Ten-year-old uh, me was legit ecstatic when Chris Benoit won the WWF title at Fully Loaded, only to quickly learn life is unfair when Mick Foley came out and overturned the decision. Truly the worst thing to happen involving Chris Benoit, in my opinion. Couldn't agree more. Um, Matt Howell. That is. Go ahead, Doug. Yeah, of course. Comments on the. Oh, I was gonna just a uh, more of that. Uh, that this was the era where they started overturning too much. Benoit, of course, wins the title. The Chris Jericho win on Raw, which I always enjoyed, was huge. It was a huge, crazy pop. And honestly, a lot of people think, oh, Jericho could have been the champion at that point, but it may have been a lot like what happened in the '80s with. Remember the NWA where like Ronnie Garvin beats Flair and it's a huge pop, but then everyone's like, oh, he has to be the champion now? Oh. No, I just like that that guy won. That was fun. So, uh, Matty Hall, do you want to read the Matty Hall one? You can or I can. Okay, because <laughs> this is another Benoit one. Matty Hall writes, my favorite fa- wrestler, father figure, and human being, Chris Benoit, had a series of incredible matches with Jericho. They did have great matches, but it was you. they were used uh, also really expertly to get Kurt Angle closer where he needed to be the top of the card. I think my favorite of all the tweets we got was from Johnny Hogarth. Uh, Faking interest to go to my older cousin's wedding because I knew it would end late and I'd have to stay at my dad's house after. He had Sky TV and it was the night of SummerSlam, baby. Mmm, John's a good boy and Dylan likes to yummy, yum, 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 suck it. Best, best thing we've got. (laughs) We get 
We get David coming in. He said, "Too much. This is this is too much." Triple H stopped watching for a long time because I was bored of seeing him and everything. Couldn't agree more with it. David. David nails it. Uh, no context. Rest review comes back in. Um, this was also when I got to see my first live PPV as Channel Four started airing them in the UK, complete with uh, ad breaks inserted randomly in the middle of matches and sarcastic um, continuity announcers saying things like, "We've got some stupid fake fighting coming up next. Enjoy, Virgin." I remember this. I was. I think I responded to this, you but did. like, they used to do this in Canada too, where TSN would be like, "Um, curling is going on instead of wrestling." So fuck you, you sweaty. Fucks. Yeah, it would be done instead of Raw or uh, Nitro that would air on two Monday and two or Tuesday and Wednesday afternoons. They'd be like, "We would show that, but the NHL draft set is being set up." So I'm. <laughs> But they would say like they'd be like, uh, "We're back from uh, <laughs> wrestling." Wasn't that a great end? Uh, Triple H really stone colded the Rock. Yeah. <laughs> Coming up next on Off the Record, uh, Michael Landsberg interviews a uh, professional wrestler and gets higher ratings than the time that he made out with Wayne Gretzky. Welcome to TSN. We don't like what makes us money. It's true though. This is, the, but this is the thing. We're everywhere. They hate having wrestling on because it makes them look like shit but also it's like it's what makes you these money nerds what do you want what do you want to sell accutane or not because accutane <laughs> can be for people above 16 do you want do you want some manscaped things or whatever or the pube comb the wrestler review official pube comb just pick up any comb that's your pube comb. Uh, Stephen Balthazar tweeted, The year I discovered wrestling and my life has been absolute shit ever since. Couldn't agree more. The entire Royal Rumble, but mainly Triple H versus Cactus, Angle winning the King of the Ring was incredible, and 2000 was also a pretty lit summer, Sam. Love you, hot boys. Three kiss emojis. Those were for me, not for you, Dylan. <laughs> and from at Nerd... It's also... Yeah. At Nerd Wrestle, the final tweet of the tweet memories is is that the is that the year he was Oh no, we got we got another one, sorry. Is that the year he was having an affair with Trish? If so, definitely that. Misogyny, misogyny, misogyny. Oh yeah, baby. Misogyny out the fucking wazoo. This is the I, I don't know if you read this one. This was from Jow. Clearly the best year for the WWF. They were firing on all cylinders, just like they were during the Royal Rumble bikini contest. Yes, I'm aware of all the contestants. Attitude. This is this is once again. Every time the WWF makes uh, documentaries, they don't talk about this enough. Um, people couldn't just jack off to anything. Therefore, they just hired some women, and then they stood in bikinis. And as Jacqueline proved, and the cat did. It is, they established, sometimes you could see a boob. Uh, also, I forgot that Uncle D also tweeted at this, but not in the mainstream. My favorite year, 2000 of VK, VKM, is when he fired Mick Foley. Go on, Uncle D. Hope you're enjoying Tempe. <laughs> so thank you very much for all those responses. Um, I mean, the best thing for me about the year 2000 for Vince McMahon was that he took a step back as a performer, uh, just because of a bit of his burnout. The worst thing is the announcement of the XFL. I mean, for me, the best thing is the announcement of the XFL, and the worst thing is that the XFL didn't start in 2000. <laughs> We've talked enough about the XFL. We've not talked enough about all this bullshit. Thanks very much for listening, guys. Um, please join us on Patreon, patreon.com backslash wrestler review. Our next Patreon episode will be Chris Adams, which will be the first sad one in a while. I'm proud to report that'll be the first fucking one where we're 
talking about a piece of shit because the one before the British Bulldog, I still think he was just a go along to get along guy. Yeah, he was a real Dylan Gott. I'll tell you what, just someone who just wanted friends no matter what the cost was. Exactly. He just had no spine. Great. Um, please join us on Twitter, on Instagram, at Wrestler Review. What else do we have to plug? Facebook, the Wrestler Review Podcast. Our Patreon. Hey, fucking how about this? Can all of you up? give us money at our Patreon? Because Dylan and God are, uh, and I are professional comedians, and that means because of Corona, we're retired, and we both have financial responsibilities that are going to increase in large ways soon because of us being adults. So, hey, could you give us some fucking money, you fucking bitches? <laughs> we're doing great on Patreon right now. You guys are the best. We'll no, have- if all of the people that listen to this gave us five bucks, holy fuck. Holy shit, we could fuck each other. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we can do that anyway, which is we wouldn't buy condoms. That's one of the high-end things, is that we fuck each other. Is it really? Yeah, if someone gives 5000 a month, we fuck each other. <laughs> is that what it says for 5000 a month? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's if we just have one... If, if there's one rich person who listens to this and they're like, well, fuck it, we'll get these guys to fuck... I'm gonna look at this. I'm gonna look this up. All right. Well, <laughs> you're worried now. Just, I mean, I would like that to this, happen. This was made when we had 400 listeners. Now we're substantially more than that. So yes, you should be worried. <laughs> I mean, yeah. If anything, we should not have. Uh, oh, and we had uh, one comment come in late. Uh, my favorite memory of 2000 is Austin returning, looking like Gilbert. Hot stuff from Hot Boys. Dylan got stay hot. John Hastings always cool. Everyone, take out your. Penises and pee in a toilet. Thank you very much for listening, guys. We love you. Lay us down on a bed of roses, but prick the thorns because I don't want to fucking bleed. Don't be a fucking creep. Meow, 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 meow. Bye, bye.